everybody, welcome to FTF Podcast, Volume 15, that's right, Season 2, we're back in 2019, I'm Drew Toothpaste, and with me is my friend Ed Zitron. Ed, how are you today? I'm good, nearly died on the bike, that was great. Didn't Ed, quite do myself in yet. Ed almost killed himself today on the Peloton, and he did yep. it by going too hard. Yes, violent stomach cramps, and it started happening, and my first thought was, that's good, and then just kept going, just in pain the entire, <laughs> like, 45-minute ride, just suffering the entire time. That was yep. great. That's, that's mm. and, and your thought process was, that's good, it's burning calories, I'm like... Right? Oh, no, I'm, part of it. Actually, I'm lying. My actual thought process was, no, no, you piece of shit. No. Just yelling at my body <laughs> like, a bro- like a car that's breaking down. Yeah. Like, you remember in Star Wars when Han Solo goes, hear me, baby, hold together? It was kind of like that, except way more violent. Just like, no, I swear to God, I'm not getting off this bike. We're going to die here. Just, <laughs> just like, it, but also in the back of my head being like, I'm not going to die. This is just going to suck. And what's great about any kind of like power, power stuff on, on any kind of connected device like this is you can look at your metrics and the power that you're putting out and you could straight up see like around, like, let's say like eight and a half minutes in where just my power just goes which is about the time I was like, oh, no, Uh, I just never recovered. That's (laughs) great. It's great to watch my body through the metrics fail. But I want to get right into this because we're already late to discuss it. And I was couldn't sleep properly last night. So I was thinking about stuff. And I couldn't stop thinking about that fucking Gillette commercial. Now, no, I'm not going to do a bit where I'm like, yeah, I'm offended of toxic masculinity, all that. What offends me is... I don't know if you've taken the time to watch it. I know you have, Drew, but listener, all three of you at home listening. Yeah. yeah. I it's probably a little bit high three, but still. This commercial, it had exactly the you could I could have not watched the commercial and someone could have just said, it's a commercial by Gillette about toxic masculinity. I could have told you exactly what went down. Conservative guys who were just I just and this isn't me being woke, I just don't know why you'd be offended by that. Like, ugh, men need to not, like, be shitty. It's like, uh, it's not that offensive. And if you're not like that, then I guess you don't need to worry about it, do you? Right. Anyways, right. so those guys got very upset, and the woke guys all with, like, MySpace-style pictures to make themselves not look like 45-year-old, 55-year-old spherical goons that prey on 20-year-old <laughs> female journalists. All like, this is the strongest statement ever. And then you got like a few people quote doing it, saying it was powerful. My biggest problem with it was how fucking weak it was. If you actually watch this commercial, I did rewatch it. I, you know, I preloaded to make myself mad. Yeah. And yeah. what really got me was there's this bit where like two kids, or it's just a kid beating the shit out of another kid, and all the dads are going, uh, oh, boys will be boys, and it's meant to be this whole thing. And then when a guy steps forward. It's like the dopiest, chubbiest looking guy. They they had to find the wimpiest sounding and looking father to go, oh, come on, guys. <laughs> like that. Come on, guys. You want a message for guys? It's be a big, wimpy baby man, the weepy man, 
and then go over and nicely ask the bully to stop. That was the message. <laughs> what really should yeah. have happened was the biggest, toughest guy should have like, pulled him apart and gone, hey, you do not touch him. And that would have actually been like, hey, guys can learn from this. Right. Guys should right, right. face aggression. And people are going to say, oh, you can't face aggression with aggression. Actually, you can. It's very... Like, the one thing that bullies never expect is someone bigger than them to fight back, or even someone smaller than them to fight back. But that's the crazy thing. So then, that's not the lamest part. The other bit is like a guy catcalls a girl, and his friend goes, come on, dude. Like, <laughs> that's not cool. Like, and he's laughing. He's laughing when he does it. It's clearly, he doesn't take it seriously. So he what does- it is, is... Like, limply tell your friends not to catcall woman and maybe separate kids when they fight. Yeah. That's how we can be better men. The guy in the commercial didn't care. He was, first of all, he was was laughing at his friends. So, if I were hanging, so, okay. So, let's say, Ed, or whoever's listening, let's, uh, let's think about this. If you're hanging out with your buddy... Right. And and this is like you actually in real life, right? Not like theoretical, not dramatic, whatever. You're hanging out with your buddy and your buddy yells at some woman on the street. Like, are you for real going to be like, haha, don't. No, No. most likely (laughs) what you'll do is just look at your shoes and say nothing. Well, if most guys, most people would do that when someone does something vulgar. That's the reaction. I'd be like, come the fuck on, dude. I've done it. And I'm not like, it's not a fucking proud thing. It's just like, this is what you do. And then they will listen or they won't. And you could choose to hang out with that person again or not. That's mostly it. Well, and, and, you know, I have online and offline. I have, I have said, I, I have interrupted people who were doing misogynist things. And it's not, uh, uh, it, it it has nothing to do with who else is around or whatever else. Uh, it's like, I'll, I'll tell you something. I used to have this buddy and, yeah. uh, you know, he was included in a bunch of group chats, whatever else, whatever else. And somebody would post a picture and there would be a woman in the picture, right? And this guy would be like, would not. Here's what he would say is he would say would not. And I was like, would not what? And he was yeah, like, actually, actually, that is pretty effective. Like, break it down for me, mate. I've never done it. Sounds funny, though. Yeah, like, break no, it down. No. And I, Tell and me I, about how horny you are. Yeah, Tell exactly. Me. Exactly. Tell me about how horny you are. Tell me about what you would do to the JPEG, right? And it was always <laughs> like, and it was always like, well, and here's the uh, thing is this guy, this guy, I'm not going to name him. Uh, he's actually fairly prominent guy uh you know in media has a lot of followers whatever else doesn't matter though it doesn't matter though because motherfuckers it's thomas like, friedman from the new york times no it was not <laughs> it was not anybody from the new york this idea of like oh wood <laughs> just like this it's fucking like it's fucking like highfalutin reporter or wood like malcolm uh uh, Malcolm Gladwell being like, you know what? I have ten thousand hours of looking <laughs> oh. of looking at JPEGs of people, and to after me, scrolling through the twenty nine million JPEGs I downloaded yesterday, yeah. I've decided 
I should go from the top. Would, would, would not, would, would. Just hours and hours of Malcolm Gladwell on Twitch. You can't, you can't even see the images. Just a, oh just just a close-up. Would, 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 wouldn't. Just a close-up of Malcolm Gladwell's face as he, as he gives the thumbs up. He gives like the Roman gladiator thumbs up, thumbs down, like... Like you may survive, you may die now to like the different j- <laughs> the different JPEGs. But but this was not this was not anybody from the New York Times. It's somebody right, with right, like right. hundred forty thousand followers, whatever. It it doesn't matter. And I would doesn't always, matter who they are. It, it, and I would always honestly, I would always sun them. I would be like, look, son, like huh. you need to you need to keep it under control because. You know, it, it, nobody asked you to rank this. Number one, people are just sharing a photo and there's like, there happens to be a woman in the photo. And, yeah. uh, I, I always found, I always found that just like making fun of people doing, making fun of people engaging in this like teenage horny behavior was like, oh, yeah. always, it was always the best way at canning it. And it was like he would stop. He would stop because he was like, people are making fun of me. This is not cool. Right? Well, one of my favorite things to do is, so I won't say a real name, but Kappa Kappa on Twitter is fucking brilliant. I don't know what the fuck she is. I think she's a model or something. I don't fucking know. She's also like insanely crude, which is why yeah. we're friends. And every response she gets, she gets... On the horniometer, hornometer, I'll work that out later. She'll get anywhere from the awooga, awooga, the guys who like hearts are coming out their chest, their eyes <laughs> pop out their heads, they're like, boing, and so on and so <laughs> forth. Those guys, there's something, they're disgusting, but there's something very honest about them. Yeah, yeah. And then there's the ones in the middle who are like really like weirdly flirtatious. And then the ones who try and pretend they're not being flirtatious, but they respond to everything she does and every photo she posts. Oh, yeah. So the funniest thing that I like to do is just respond with, oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, okay. Tell me more. Just 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 (laughs) encouraging them. Go on. So I like that. I like the phrase go on because it's on. like I'm I'm now listening Please. to you. I'm listening to your like horny faves. Go I've turned on. off my music. I've yeah. uh, put my headset down. <laughs> you got my full attention. I've closed my I've closed attention. my other windows. <laughs> I've, I've, uh, I've hailed command and plus a few times so this you, this conversation fills my entire monitor and tell me more and honestly if the guy just spotted with yeah I want to have sex I'd be like oh okay well um, I want to have sex with you <laughs> <laughs> yet to happen but I think it would actually be really funny and Listen, I've actually started I- doing that on Destiny when guys are like fuck you and I'm like sir I, that will be my pleasure. <laughs> I would absolutely. I, I, you sound great. I'd actually really like to have sex with you, and then they block me immediately. <laughs> like, yeah, dude. Yeah, uh, gamers. Yeah, gamers are. You know, uh, 
to be fair, one I, of the I got completely destroyed by a guy on Destiny 2 the other day called Microsoft, and I friended him, and he responded with just a load of question marks. I said, uh, you played really well, and he kept responding with question marks. I said, Mr. Gates, I'm a huge fan. And to his, <laughs> to his credit, he said, thank you. <laughs> and I said, you're welcome. And I never responded again. I just left it at that. It was too perfect. Yeah, I I think uh I think the ultimate I think you know if you really if you if you really want to uh set people off and you really want to get people understanding what's going on especially since you know a lot of these people that are online that are weird and horny or stuff for like kids and and when i say kids i mean anybody under 30 <laughs> yeah and uh, anyone under 45 any <laughs> hello fellow kids <laughs> <laughs> i am also under 45 no you know i think and i think uh you know, I've been thinking about it, and I think what I'm going to say from now on is I'm going to say, you know what? You need to yeet that thing into yeah. my welcoming body. Ye uh, uh, yeet me. <laughs> you need to yeet, yeet me, that. my friend. You need to yeet it right, o <laughs> right over. Oh, yeah. I've right. never mentioned this. I joined months and months, if not a year ago, on Destiny 2. Oh, it wouldn't be a year. I think it came out like September. I can't remember. My mind doesn't work. My clan, the abbreviation you have to do, a long name and a small name. The small name is Yeet, and I just noticed that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, made me really happy to see that. It's, it's, ah. So other things that annoy me as well, though, just I keep a list. Uh, oh, that guy blocked me, so I can't go and look at exactly the tweets. I'm just going to have to remember. Uh, this guy over at, over at Airbnb... Ah, here we okay. go. Okay, okay. Uh, he made this tweet, and I quote, I think one of the most dangerous shifts in society is not checking in with friends. So first of all, bad grammar. So it's, I think one of the most dangerous shifts in society, comma, is not checking in with friends and family to see if they're okay, comma, because we see their social posts and assume they are. 2019 is going to be the year when I check in on loved ones more than ever before, and I hope you do the same. So... Oh, yeah. I yeah. grew, I was born in 1986. Identity frauds, if you're like looking to get some information, as though the game is afoot. So, <laughs> this pisses me off because I, so I was growing up, I would, so what was like, shit, like 11 in 1997, regardless, like persistent internet communication was not something in my life until my. Early to mid twenties, I think Facebook right. maybe when I was like eighteen or nineteen when I was right, at Penn right. State. But let me tell you something: people were not better before. I, I realized the whole thing about this podcast is we kind of cast a wry eye at the future. But in all seriousness, what is this fucking belief that the like the the in the past? People were better and more caring and checked in more. No. No, absolutely They did not, not do so. They did not call. My family did not call. My family just is a family of people who don't call each other, which is both good and bad. I hate phone calls, but also literally I hear more from like clients I don't work with than my father. So, you know, ebbs <laughs> and flows. Right, but right. What, what kills me about this is also that is, and I hate the term, 
a kind of virtue signaling. Wow, I said that word well. Jesus. It's this virtue signaling of of really understanding people and just making these powerful statements. It's shut the fuck up. People, if anything, people check in more often now because it's easier. Oh yeah. No, they they absolutely they absolutely do. And and uh you know back in back in the day uh you know, uh, 2000, 2001, because this is like the era, you know, I didn't have a cell phone yet in the year 2000, in the year 2001. I didn't get one till till 2004, which was relatively late in the game. Yeah, I think and, I got 2002 here. Right, right. And, and so, uh, you know, I was very... Um, at this point, even, I was very purposefully disconnected just because... Long story. Anyway, uh, uh, but for example, I didn't hear about 9-11 uh, until about 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, and and it was fine. It didn't matter. What was I going to do? I wasn't going to do anything. I was chilling. It doesn't really matter. But like the idea that people would call you and talk to you, like you're- Or you're check in on you. Yeah, would check in on you. Listen, I've my, never my, had a friend check in on me over the no, phone. No, ever. No, I have had friends DM me, text me, email me, being like, "Hey, I haven't heard from you. How are you doing?" Yes, yes, I I have the same. And yeah. uh, before that, I'll tell you in two thousand two thousand one. Look, I <laughs> I had friends. I, uh, uh, in the late nineties, early two thousands, I, I was dating, I had girlfriends and so forth. And, um, you would just not hear from people. And this is as an adult, I was in my twenties. I would not hear from people for days and days, sometimes weeks. And you would have to, sometimes you would call and you would get an answering machine and it would be like a little tape and the tape would play and you would record it and they would call you back or they would not call you back. And it would be like, that's what it is. And you might not, you might call somebody and they might not call you back for days. And that was like, no, well, they may just never call you back or they might not call you back. Right. Or like you might call somebody and there's four people living at the house and they play the message on the tape and the tape plays and they're like, oh, I'll tell my housemate, whatever. And they don't. And then you just never hear back. And that just that's the end of it right there. Right. Yeah. And in, there were in, good parts of that, but also a lot of bad. It was quite when you were me, for example, uh, when you didn't really have many friends, it was actually deeply depressing. Because it took way more effort to actually have, like, someone reach out. Like, someone really had to care. And I know that people talk about fake friends and all that shit. Actually, I think it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty good that people find it easier to contact it. I, it just pisses me off that people are like, oh, yeah, actually, it's bad. It's, it's bad that, like... People reach out more, like or, or people are fake for reaching out. I don't know. It just pisses me off because oh, it's the it's also I, an Airbnb guy saying it. So just yeah, just yeah. this word soup shit that they say, <laughs> just this stuff. And I do wonder if there aren't just some people who just fucking say things. They put thing they think of an emotion 
they go and they pull out their big book of emotions and they say, okay, here are my emotions that I pulled together. And uh, let's see, empathy. What do empathias do? Hmm. What's empathy? Webster's Dictionary defines empathy as, hmm. <laughs> okay. Maybe, maybe I can do empathy. What do people do that, what's empath, empathetic? What is empathetic? Uh, calling people. That seems more effort than an email. Uh, 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 tweet. Like, that's it. That's just, they just fucking, they're all sociopaths. They, and I get they it, if, you, if you're just not they that are. good at communicating. Like, there are some people, probably, who are just like, everything I post is the most cogent, organized, brilliant thought, obviously. But there are, but I get it if some people like, eh, all sorts of people like fucking, like, probably don't communicate exactly what I mean. But this, this is just straight up brainless. And, just and insane you, to me. It it is, and you know, I am honestly, I I am just the the way that I think about things, the way, uh, just the place that I am in my life. I will, uh, I mean, I I couldn't count how many people that I want to stay in contact with, but there will be plenty of people who I will send messages to if I haven't heard from them yeah. in a couple weeks. I will be like, hey, what's up? How's it going? Whatever. What's new with you? Whatever. And like also, and this includes my family, I'll send my mom a message and say, hey, what's up? I haven't heard from you. How are you doing? How's the weather? Whatever. Uh, and, and I will do this with my friends. And honestly, like, I don't know about you, but the kind of people that I tend to accumulate in my life and the, the kind of people that I tend to be friends with you know, as it turns out, I am actually, uh, I'm actually kind of extroverted where I actually really like talking to people. I like reaching yeah. out to people and saying hi and talking to them and whatever else and finding what, uh, finding what they're up to and like seeing people and, and communicating them, uh, especially in real life. So, so whatever. Um, but a lot of the people that I know and that I'm friends with are like introverted. So I am like, if I don't say something to my friends that I have, then it's like, I literally won't hear from them for six months or a year or whatever. And, um, honestly, the thing is, is that for folks that are introverted or folks that are, you know, they have low self-esteem, or folks that, um, you know, communicate primarily through the internet because there's like a lower threshold of action or whatever else that's going on. It's a lot easier for me to just hit people up through the internet and like when they feel like it, when they get it, when they want to, they'll respond. And it's like really, it's a lot easier. And, I, you know, there's a lot of folks where, you know, I might have their phone number somewhere. I might have their email somewhere. But if I email, then it's like, well, I have to send a letter back. If I call them, then it's like, oh, I don't want to pick up the phone. I don't know who this is. It's calling from this other area code, whatever. Yeah. And so honestly, like sending people messages, that's the most this right now. 2019 is the most in touch I've been with anybody in my life. Don't you think? Is that yeah, true for I you too? 
It is, and I my problem is is for someone who is so literally online all day for work. Yeah. When I'm done with work, my brain is my brain is already not firing on all cylinders. So when I'm done with work, my brain is like fucking just soup. And I'm just like, I wanna have a glass of wine, I wanna sit with the wife and the kid, I wanna watch TV until all of the things I've ticked all the boxes that I have to tick to go to bed. Has right. the time gone far enough? Cool. Okay, good night. Nah. And I mean, okay, that makes it my life sound way more depressing than it really is. But it's more I so people will like ping me after hours or like they'll text me a bunch of stuff. And I will forget to get I'll be like, oh yeah, I'll get to that, but I don't want to half-ass it. I don't want to half-ass this response. Right. So right. I never respond in some cases. <laughs> I just yeah. forget. Yeah. And by the time I think about responding, and people talk about, oh, that's anxiety. No, it isn't. I, w- I wish people would stop blaming anxiety for just, yeah, shit, not be- or like being a millennial. There's that fucking article about millennials being the burnout generation. <laughs> Doing a very vulgar gesture. Uh, it's not that. It's just there's all this shit, and I can only do so much shit in a day before just I forget stuff, like stuff falls out of one ear. And I can only do so much. It's not about me being particularly smart or stupid. I feel like more people are like this than they would admit. And it's just... And, like, I text you fairly regularly, not as regularly as I should. I'll admit that on the podcast. Now they've heard it. Now we have to have this <laughs> argument here. No. But in all seriousness, <laughs> like, I text when, like, I try and, like, leave my phone down. Or if I'm tweet tweeting, I'll just, like, tweet some shit and I'll laugh or I'll go back and forth with people on Twitter. But then there'll be a, fr- a close friend of mine last night was, like, borderline fucking suicidal, honestly, they were. And I fucking just sat there for three hours on my phone talking to just them because... I can prioritize. And I feel that I wouldn't have done that on the phone. I would not have stayed on the phone for three hours. That would have felt like a lot more to me, which isn't to say I'm lazy. It's just like it would have exhausted me because I guess being on the phone, like the phone takes it out of my ear. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how stuff works. No. And, and, you know, uh, uh, the thing is, is that, uh, just the mechanism of like talking to people, whether it's DM or it's texting and like the text come to the computer. That's yeah. like, you know, abstracting it onto the computer and the computer is like, you know, your many to many communication tool, use it for Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Uh, I feel like that makes it so much easier. And like, I love talking to people. I, I will talk to people. I have three or four unread dms right now i'm gonna pop open when i'm done with the podcast i'm gonna talk to people people are talking to me on twitter i got a couple unread messages on my iMessage, whatever yeah i talk to people all the time all day long basically until i put everything down and um you you know like the threshold 
for talking to people, here's the thing is that the technology has made it so that the, the threshold that you need, like the urgency that you need, like you said, if you talk to somebody now, yeah, if, if look, if one of my friends is, is actually really super depressed, they're having problems, they're suicidal, whatever, of course they're welcome to call me. And, and I would spend two or three hours talking to them on oh, the yeah. phone just to talk to them for sure. For sure. Oh, yeah. Obviously. I should be clear. I actually would do the same. I just, I am way less eloquent. Right. I'm, right. I'm no, weirdly enough, no. I'm able to be more eloquent in person talking than on the phone. I don't know what it is. No, and 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 that's understandable because the phone is like a weird mechanism, just like. Yeah. Gets you hot. Know, every. <laughs> Your ear. Just, I, yeah. I have like a headset I wear all day. And that's the only way I could do my calls now. If I tried to do anything else, if I tried to like, whenever my headset breaks, I'm like a, like a grown toddler. I'm like, no, that's a fucking piece of shit. Just yelling. Oh, I'm, if I don't have, if I don't have the white wires, like the white Apple wires, like whatever comes with it. Dude, I'm like a gremlin. I like, I like. Do you expect me? Like, yeah, I know. How you're going fucking dare it. you, sir? I, right. I know you're going through it, but like, I, you really think I'm gonna hold the phone up to my head? No, no, no. I like you, but I don't love you. <laughs> That's me speaking to my wife. <laughs> she, like when I'm when I'm like working, like, and I if I'm like traveling for work, and she's like. Oh, can I call you? I'm like, uh, I'll text you all day. Luckily, she's not like a big phone person. Yeah. But like occasionally yeah. she wants to talk in front of me. I'm always like, ah, oh, yeah, sure. And she knows. She's aware. <laughs> she's well aware no, and, that I... And, <laughs> and, and like the phone fucking you know, sucks. I think that that's something we can all agree on. Oh, ab- absolutely. And, and you know, uh, even I think that... Uh, here, here's something I honestly think in that, you know, we talk about, uh, you know, the future sucks, all this technology sucks, you know, the abstracting of communication, you lose social cues, whatever. I think that to some extent, I think that if people who know each other in real life can communicate through these abstract mechanisms, and, you know, if you're listening to this, you know, feel free to respond, tell, tell us what you think about this. But I think that... It can be easier for folks, especially if you have a personality where you where you know you you feel like you're climbing up a cliff to express mm-hmm. how you really feel to somebody. It could be really easy to just express how you feel through text message. And you know, it, especially if you're talking to your wife or you're talking to your mom or you're talking to your family members, it can sometimes because the pressure you feel just talking face to face with somebody you can feel it in your head it's like this pressure sometimes it's easier to just type stuff out and express yourself to people but here's and- the thing that doesn't make any fucking sense to me in person i love talking to people right right i love it i'm i'm fucking game i'm i mean yeah there are times where i will meet someone and i will i guess like be set to the wrong setting and i'll return to just 
I guess, what I really am. I don't really know what my personality is. It's all just a mishmash of stuff now. Um, but I'll be like, oh, yeah, uh, hi. Just not able to talk. But most of the time, I'm on it. I love talking. I was at CES for a week. And that was all people talking to me all day, and I loved it. Now, was I drinking? Yes. But even when I'm not <laughs> drinking, it's great. I fucking love it. But you put the phone on, give me the phone, and it's instantly just like, oh, fuck. Like a friend called me the other day, someone I hadn't spoken to in six months, and I had to yeah. like push myself to not sound annoyed. So I was actually deeply happy to hear from them, but also deeply annoyed that I uh, I had to speak. I had to speak on the telephone. It's a lot of effort for me. Just because I don't know what it is. I talk on the phone all fucking day. I guess this is kind of like talking on the phone now. But the idea of having like regular phone calls with someone that wasn't part of a contractual agreement sounds fucking horrible. <laughs> I don't I don't mean marriage, I mean like for work. Right, 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 right. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, and and you know, I think people romanticize. We've talked about this before. The idea of being offline, the idea of waking up in the morning, opening your door, getting the newspaper and then picking up your phone and calling people to tell them uh what you think of things. Hey, god, imagine Twitter <laughs> like that. Ring, ring. Oh, yeah. Hi. Hi. Hey, dude. Hey, dude. Uh, did you see the... No, page three. Eight, no, fuck. Business section. So, B3. Go to B3. <laughs> yeah, you see this shit? This fucking guy. Let's write a letter to the editor together. <laughs> just like... Just like... It's an anachronistic thing. Just both of you like... Actually, that sounds kind of funny. Like, guys getting together and writing a letter to the... Just... <laughs> making Twitter literal <laughs> and having just all these guys just it really is just writing let all Twitter is is just an exchange of letters to the editor it, some of them are like is. I really like that article but most of them are like ah uh, line three it is verb Absol four <laughs> At, absolutely Ed and uh you know what I've told people before and I I uh you know, I I reached out. I actually reached out to several friends of mine this past week or two. And, I, and you know, I've talked to people because it's like winter. And I feel like, you know, uh, people have problems in winter, at least here. Lack of sunlight, lack of interaction. You know, the weather's shitty. People don't want to go out. Um, yeah. And, uh, you, you know, I've, I've been talking to people and, I, and I've thought, you know, uh, people really... Uh, uh, people really tend to go, especially insane online yeah. in the winter. And, and you know yep. what I've told people before is, um, <laughs> and you know, I try, <laughs> I really try to be nice to people that talk to me because, sure. you know, honestly, if it's 2019 and you're still talking to me, uh, you know, you probably heard of me because I did something you liked in 2003 or whatever. That's like really... You did the famous like, uh, Super Poop Beans series. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. Beans <laughs> yeah, was just... Yeah. 
<laughs> good old beans. Look, look it, it's nice. It's nice that people are still in contact with me. But, you know, I, I've told people this before. I've said, look, you can rage against the machine if you want, but I'm not the machine. You can say, fuck the man if you want, and it's cool and it's awesome, but I'm not the man. I'm not the machine. No. Right? Like the, you know, I'm just putting stuff online that like I think about and, uh, yeah. you know, I don't really like getting caught in the cogs of the machine, right? No, who would? No, absolutely not. And, uh, and I think this leads us to, to what we were eventually going to talk about today, which is the idea that, and, and. I know I've said this before, but I think today is the day we should expound on it, which is that nothing is real in that, no. you know, reality is is so hard to really take seriously. OK, we're, we're back. Um, the the machine, we have a vast podcasting machine we use and periodically I need to shovel coal into the gaping maw that makes it work. And sadly, I did not throw enough coal in there, so it stopped. So we went and cleaned it out a bit, put some more coal in. So so Drew was talking about the fact that nothing is real. And I agree. Nothing is actually real. But in all seriousness, I don't feel like much of an adult. And I think that part of that is privilege. Part of that is I'm very lucky to be where I am. I had supportive parents. They did give me money. They did. I'm not going to lie about that. They didn't give me like a million dollars to start my own business, but they, yeah, they gave me money. They they gave me an allowance. They gave me like money when I was like a teenager, and I saved and like I did. And also, I had the support. And I do think that there is also, by the way, just societally, people do not talk about this enough. There's also just the idea that if you fail, there's not really that much cost if you actually have supportive parents. Like, if you fuck up, in the end, you'll go home, it'll be embarrassing, but you'll be okay. And I think that that's it too. But I feel like there's, it's even beyond that, I'm still like, I have a house, I have a kid, I pay taxes and shit. I still feel like a giant child at times. I don't know what it is. Well, you know, I, I feel like the, uh, you know, I feel the same way in as much as, uh, you know, I was explaining to my daughter the other day, she's 10 years old, and I was explaining the other day that, you know, I feel the same way in my head that I've always felt. You know, I'm almost 40 years old. I'm going to be 40 this year, and I feel the same way, and I'm theoretically, like, in charge of stuff. I theoretically yeah. run my own business. I theoretically, you know, I'm in charge of all this stuff, and... um. Still, you know, I I feel the same way as I did when I was a kid. And I just wanted to communicate to her really that, uh, you know, there's no, you know, you don't wake up one day and you're like, oh, I'm an adult and I know what's going yeah. on. Right? No. Oh, God, no. Nobody ever fucking knows what's going on. And the reality of it is that... Uh, you know, you're you're still always continually trying to figure out what the fuck is even happening. And uh like being in charge of your of your own life is terrifying for sure, for sure. Oh, absolutely. And I 
I don't know what makes someone an adult beyond hardship. I was talking to my good mate Casey earlier about why Howard Schultz, I think that's his name, yeah. the Starbucks guy, yeah, yeah. wants to run for president. I think there are just some people who can turn certain parts of their brain off if they were ever on, like the bits that are like, hey, can you actually do this? And I don't, and I think that Silicon Valley people have pushed this as well. It's this, they either never had that part of the brain or they learn how to turn it off, which says, bits that says, hey, um, you're asking this group of people for a million dollars for your spuriously described startup. Yeah. You have 29 PowerPoint slides. <laughs> and you, you, you know in your heart of hearts you deserve that money. Like that, I'm guessing there are a lot of founders who've done that. But I also feel like Schultz... He's turned off whatever, if it was ever on the part of his brain that said, hey, being the president is not the same as being the CEO of Starbucks. Like, that is not the same thing, and those are not complementary skills. And also, I just think that he's reached that point where maybe he feels like an adult. I don't know. But I'm still confused. Like, when, why does he not just have all his money and then just do like anything he wants that isn't be president like you how are there that's, not more things he wants to do that don't involve him like going and 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 yeah like, you know like, i don't know like i've i've wondered so much about money. like i've wondered about that so so ed if you or i had a hundred million dollars which is like such an insane amount of money i think right now i have like two thousand dollars or something right and i'm not talking about like oh you know there's like a certain amount of my car i've paid off because i've i'm in debt because of my car i'm in debt because of my house you know whatever let's say just like it if let's say theoretically hundred million dollars right theoretically like i i have a hundred million dollars here's what i would fucking do and i'm not even listen i'm not even lying here's the thing okay um so like you have the amount of happiness that you have as a person right and your yeah. amount of happiness is like, you know, I love my wife. I love... We've gone over the hedonic treadmill before, right, so maybe right. he's just they, he's just adapted. Right, the hedonic treadmill, exactly. So you're like, you know, I have, I have my wife, who is a supportive partner. I have uh, my daughter. I have my son. I have, I have my children. I have my extended family. I have my friends who, like, emotionally support me and they care about me and whatever else. Um... Like, honestly, um, <laughs> and, and so I might come off as a dumbass, but, but listen, so no. I was down at the post office, right? I'm down at the post office. There's nothing around. It's like a mile east or a mile. Uh, yeah, it's a mile east of downtown. And there's a guy and he has all these facial tattoos, like stitches. And he's like, Hey, you know, I need to catch a bus, whatever. And he talks to me and I'm like, this guy's on heroin. I literally, I gave him $20 and you, you know, people might, people, you know, feel free to tell me, Hey, you know, you're stupid. You gave this guy $20. He's going to spend it on heroin, whatever. But I was like, fuck, you know, I, I'm, 
down here, you know, my P.O. box costs $200, like whatever. It's $200 a year. Yeah, it's a business expense, whatever. But I was like, fuck, it's so cold. And this guy has tattoos and he can't get a job and all this. And like he's on heroin, and like all this stuff. And so, so yeah, I gave him $20. And uh, if I were totally fucking rich, I would, here, here's my plan. Right. I would create, I would either get mm-hmm. an abandoned building or I would build a new building. If I had a hundred fucking mm-hmm. million dollars and everybody who's homeless, listen, everybody who's yeah. homeless can have a place to go. And then you have a yeah. permanent address, you can get a job, whatever else. Or at a minimum, if you're homeless and you have like nothing else, you can have a place and you have a key and you can go in a room and you can lay down on the floor and you can go to sleep. And it's so, Sam, uh, I think Oakland did this and it was so poorly managed. Yeah. That like people just get kicked out all the time and like, because they, what they, the stupidest thing they do. And this is also one of the things that pisses me off because I saw the counter argument to this and I'll get to it because it's going to really steam me up. So they were like sheds and they were basically the same idea. You have a room, you have an address. Right. But right, what right. they did was they made them, they gave them roomies. Like you have to live with someone. Now, yeah. the stupid, vacuous, ignorant argument there is huh, beggars can't be choosers. Hmm. You don't live anywhere. You don't live anywhere, you know. You're not going to just be happy to have a roof over your head. No, they would be, except what would happen is these are people who are at their lowest, so a great deal of them have drug habits. Right, right. They have... They they have straight up, like, grievances with some other people they're getting roomed with. Shit, some of them have mental issues that need addressing. Right. That's yeah. the problem with a lot of that. And I'm guessing that this $100 million would be able to support that. Right, right. If You, you, you also get a hedge fund manager to take about $10 million of it so you can keep the revenue coming, I imagine. Like kind of like a kind of like a pension, but just for the organization. Well well sure. If you if you That's had, how you keep it running over time. Right. If you had if you're talking about nine figures, you can give it to somebody who's like who has yeah. a fucking fetish for dollar symbols and you can, I love, you can, I love dollars. Right. And yeah. you can give it and you could give it like, if you have a fucking building and it's just like chopped up into little rooms where people can sleep. Yeah. Like that's not very much money. You need to keep it like <laughs> heated and maintained. Right. And you could put like, in my mind, if I was, if I had a hundred million dollars and I was going to like set up a building and I was going to say, Hey, everybody in Columbus, Ohio, and I'm not taking everybody in the fucking world, right? Just everybody in Columbus, Ohio, if you don't have anything, if you don't have any fucking money, if you don't have a job, whatever, come down here and you can get continental breakfast, right? You can get cereal and eggs. Buy more breakfast. Right. Right. Well, I mean, you could probably set up, like, if it was a big enough warehouse. Right, exactly. Probably, I don't know how many people would fit in it, but you could have an on-call doctor. You could just have a doctor there, because dollars to donuts, these people have some sort of car operas or genuine malady that they've just never got checked because the American healthcare system fucks over people who make a hundred grand a year, let alone zero grand a year. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's insane to me that... This is something that... Ha- so I'm gonna, just going to type this in. It's a professional podcast. Howard Schultz, net worth. 
See what he's worth. $3.4 billion. 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 So three so three commas. So you're talking about literally ten figures. I'm talking in 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 ten figures, and this is six orders of magnitude away from how much money I have, and and I'm downtown. And I gave the guy, and the guy had tattoos on his mouth, so he looked like the Joker. And I gave him $20 so he could buy heroin because I wanted him to have a good day, right? Do you and, think and, Do you think that Howard from Starbucks is going to give anybody any heroin money? Quite, quite honestly, no. And in fact, if you came to him and you said, all I have to do, which is not true, I should be clear, is give a methadone treatment to these people, he would say, why should I have to pay for that? Yes. Because I have 3.4... Okay, let's be reasonable. He probably only has $1 billion in cash. <laughs> Give him a break. Right. Not all of or it... Or maybe only half a billion right. in assets. Right, not all of it is liquid, right? <laughs> exactly. Give him a fucking break. <laughs> See, and... See, I'm glad you went first because I don't have to give my full answer because if I had $100 million, I definitely... My first... This is how fucking horrible I am. My first thought wasn't that nice. I just, like... I know, like, 10 of my friends who were, like, in, in like, real debt. And i just be like, okay, hey, how's it going? How much debt you got? Cool. Uh, no, no. Just, like, fucking... Doop, doop, I've done that. I'm lucky. Yeah, I have a pretty good amount of money. That's why, like, every GoFundMe I see, I... Like that, a friend puts on a thing. I'll put give him like one hundred fifty, two hundred dollars, just because it's like, yeah, I can, I can help, even a little. I don't know what the fuck to do. Oh, like yeah. beyond that, I mean, yeah. I pay my taxes yeah. and shit like that. But a hundred million dollars, I mean, look, I could probably, again, Han Solo. Going to quote Han Solo. I forget the line, but it's like. They can give you more money than you can imagine. I can imagine quite a lot. I can imagine a lot of ways to spend money. I really can, but I tap out maybe at 20 million. Like, and this is me being really creative. Yeah. Like, I mostly would just be happy if I got, like, an apartment with a warehouse with a lot of pinball machines. Oh, and, and here's yeah, the thing. You know what? No, no. I want, like, a Diet Coke <laughs> soda machine. Like, one of those. Yeah. I'm just a guy who comes in. Like, this is, and that, I could probably afford that right now. Like, yeah. probably not the guy, but like, I could afford, but like, that's me dreaming big. I'm like, damn, I'd have soda like in, like in McDonald's. It just my, my beautiful brain. And, and, and here, I'm not here to, I can't fix any social problems. I don't know how. Yeah, absolutely. And, and here's the thing is that, uh, you know, you and I are are probably closer in the order of magnitude of like how much we can fix. Like, like I said, I and you know we've talked about this in previous episodes where, uh, you know, if you see a GoFundMe, if you're like some guy that makes uh, uh forty thousand, sixty thousand, a hundred thousand bucks a year, hey, look, if you see a fucking GoFundMe and some guy got fucked up because a car ran into him and he fell down at work, whatever else. Uh, fucking give him 20 bucks. Like, who fucking give cares? Give him five bucks. And, five. And, and five dollars. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, you feel good about yourself. Now your buddy has five bucks, or maybe you don't know him, but now he's your friend. I mean, because really... Because really... You just made a difference. 
Yeah, here's the thing is because if you message some guy and you're like, hey, I gave you five bucks because you got fucked up, right? You know, the doctor fucked you up. Some guy ran into you and fucked you up. You fell down at work. You had epilepsy. You fucked up. Whatever else you have chronic, whatever you got fucked up. You know what? You you give him five bucks and like you're helping him out. And look, most of these motherfuckers out there, there's people. Look, I live in this neighborhood that is like near a golf course. Okay, I live in like one of the most decent neighborhoods in Columbus, Ohio. It's really super fucking cheap to live here. You can get a house for 70,000 bucks. Okay, Jesus. you can get a house for 70,000 bucks and it's like a 1500 square foot house that has three bedrooms. It's normal, right? And you can yeah, go to a decent and you can go to a decent school district. That's why I own a house. And this is what me and Ed are coming to, by the way. This is what we're eventually going to talk about. It's handling toward is is how uh, is how ridiculous it is for us to even own a house. But yeah, you you know you can have just a little tiny bit of money and you can put it towards things, and uh, you can really legitimately help people who are who got completely fucked over by the system. And you know, in the case of the guy, look, in the case of the guy that has the the tattoos on his face and his mouth, and he uh, got them like all tattooed over his mouth, so he looks like the Joker. Look, he's on heroin. He doesn't have good judgment. And he fucking probably got hooked on heroin because of the Sacklers, right? And this is... Oh, yeah, just the opioid crisis. The Sacklers, you know, I don't don't usually wish death upon even some of the most evil people, but yeah, good Lord upstairs, take him. Take him painful. (laughs) Let him shit to death. I want to make sure, like... Like, I don't want to like them to get murdered. Yeah. I really don't. Yeah. I don't want anything like that. I want them to like be one of those like fucking Florida man stories where it's like Florida man <laughs> shit self to death, but it's the Sacklers. Like all of ah, RIP the Sackler family. They all had violent fucking diarrhea. They fucking shat themselves to death. They leave no heirs, so everything goes into the fucking tax system. Yep, yep. Yeah, no. It, Sadly, all... when they and when we tried to put them in their mausoleum, it fucking a, a sinkhole erupted into the earth, and it fell and it fell into the sewer system <laughs> where they were going to bury them. So the Sacklers are with the fucking crocodiles now. Yeah, and but fuck the Sacklers. R I shit. And, fucking and you know all their bones. Glad you fucking their bo- bastards. And- <laughs> Their bones. I only got want hell to up. exist to take those fuckers. <laughs> their bones. Fucking. You know, fucking uh, worthless. You know, an alligator fucked their bones. An alligator. Yeah, exactly. Like you got. And it allig- turns out that like <laughs> some like white hat hacker just put a bunch of fucking child porn on their computer, <laughs> and then government, government guy, gov- the government man listening, the guy who does all the government stuff. Could you make sure, please, my one request as a legal permanent resident is that the Sacklers get, um, they get put in gem pop. Yes. And they spend yes. the rest of their days just living in fear. Yeah. I don't want anything to happen to them. It's so much worse to live in fear and things might happen. Hey, look. Yeah, exactly. Hey, look, I live in See, that's a just world I, to me. I live in fear. It's just an it's just an equal 
It's equal yeah. opportunity to what I have because you know I have anxiety. I live in fear. You oh, know, yeah. and just you might, and, you know, somebody might murk you, right? Hey, and like, but it never happens. It gets just close enough; it's going to happen, but it never does. But you're always wondering, Mister Sackler. Yeah, the rest of your family's crocodiles fucking the bones, but you live. Yeah, you and- live in a prison where everyone's everyone's threatening to like marry you. I don't know. Oh, actually, I'm getting dangerously close to something I actually truly abhor, where it's like all the people who are making those really gross homophobic thing comments about Donald Trump and like getting like prison rape and stuff. Oh, I'm fucking like that shit's disgusting. Like, that pisses me off. Like, <laughs> well, like no, that, I don't, no. don't want to be one of those guys who makes that joke. No, I just want them to live in constant fear. No, and and look, it's just like, what is there even? And here's the thing is that if you've ruined a million people's lives, look, you've taken a million people. At least. And here's the thing is you have a chemical pathway in your brain. And it's like, oh, I accomplished something. I get dopamine. I get serotonin, whatever. From accomplishing this, I have close personal interactions. I get uh, Mm -hmm. oxytocin. I get dopamine. I get serotonin. And the whole opioid thing just completely hijacks this. So it turns people into like these fucking monsters and they can't help it. And it it sucks ass. And, you know, it... It's not something where, you know, it's like, oh, somebody hurt your feelings. No, it's that somebody actually legitimately fucked up your chemical pathways of your brain. And it's because you hurt your back. And I totally sympathize with these people because, you know what, I hurt my back. And the doctor's like, oh, you want oxy? And I'm like, I don't fucking want any of this shit i'm not gonna like get hooked on this stuff right and so i'm in pain i can't even have it it makes me just vomit right right yeah yeah and so i'm in pain all the fucking time yeah and uh i'm like oh i gotta get uh uh now i gotta get medical marijuana medical cannabis because you know my back hurts or whatever and that's like its whole it, it, it's whole fucking thing, but like the the idea that uh, these people completely hijacked everybody's fucking endocrine system, everybody's yeah. like uh, uh, stimulus response system, just for the just for making money, and they're not yeah. gonna take the money. Okay, look, the Sacklers, look, the Waltons from Walmart are not going to take the money and be like, okay, now that we got this money, we're going to, we're going to like help people, right? And, and and they could also seriously afford to do just forever. They could just do drug addiction yes, therapy. Yes, they could like do. Like forever. They could afford, they could take like a tiny amount but that opens them up to legal action so blah 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 right no justice no justice for anyone no no justice and no help for anyone look there's people who literally live in the fucking sewer okay and and this brings me back around to the fact and you and i were talking last night okay there are people that live literally in the sewer if you go and look there are people in romania 
the the country of Romania, okay, in Eastern right. Europe, who live in the sewer, there are people all over. There are people in Las Vegas who live in the sewer because they don't have any money. Really? They're all fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, they live in the sewer because it's like dry, but like sometimes it gets wet, so their shit gets all flushed out, whatever else. No. Uh, uh, so there are people who literally live in the sewer, and at the same time, you and I um, got approved by bankers who who are essentially a fucking mob. Okay, I, I'm with it. I had to go to a credit union because the banking machine. Yeah, at Bank of America yeah. said that I had not worked in PR long enough. <laughs> well, I I have- then then a week later <laughs> sent me a printed letter to say I should apply for a mortgage. <laughs> so I have I have a mortgage through a credit union, and uh, yeah. you know, jokes on me because I'm in fucking debt now, right? Yeah. Like I owe money on the house, and. You and and you've said before, you're like, you know, I make a decent amount of money doing PR. I I'm like a businessman. I work in Silicon Valley and you're still in debt from your house. Right. But that. Yeah, because we always want more than we truly should have. And societally, we want to enable ourselves to get more and more debt. And I think that the. I've seen versions of this said before, but I'm going to pretend that I said it first where it's like, I'm usually roll my eyes at the whole, Oh, social media wants that makes us want more. I do feel like the constant ability to rep that, which we have online does make us want a little more than we really should. That. And the fact that we've been societally bred to believe that we need a house. Yeah. Yeah, like housing, sure. like we shouldn't rent, we should own. Now, I actually agree with that, but that it's what's insane is like renting is not proof you could pay a mortgage for some reason. You ever mm. noticed that? Yeah, that's a great one. Yes, the that's... one that makes no sense. Hey, I paid more than this mortgage for my entire adult life. Yeah, that won't do, buddy. We need to see twenty percent of the value of the house. <laughs> uh, my just, my it, favorite. Yeah. So so I haven't had. I haven't had a job that gives me a W two. Oh yeah, is like a pay stub. I haven't had that since two thousand three, which is a long time. And they love that. I, Bankers I, love that. That's their I, favorite. Yeah, yeah, they fucking do. And when I went to buy my house, they're like, "Okay, so send us your pay stubs." And I was like, "I don't have pay stubs. I'm self employed." And they yep. were like, "What do you do?" And I'm like. Well, get this. I draw pictures, and they're like, "Well, that's fucking stupid." <laughs> yeah, no, I I had the same thing where so Bank of America because a lot of my stuff is contracts. Yeah, so I get yeah. paid for the contracts, and I went to the bank and said, "Yeah, you make a good good amount of money. That's cool, but technically, you don't make any money." Right? Like they yes. actually fucking said that to me, and I said. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, I've been paying for things with right. the very real money. I don't, I don't think I had like a really sarcastic conversation. He was like, I don't think you understand what I'm saying. I'm like, I don't think you understand what you're saying. And, and thus, when I went to the credit union, you actually get a human being who is capable of reading. 
they went, oh yeah, I don't know why the bank gave you so much fucking problem. They just, they just like greenlit me in like a minute. They were like, oh yeah, I can do, I can do simple edition. <laughs> but it's it's insane. And but we we've definitely not covered the subject we set out to talk about, which is imposter syndrome. Where I I don't know, I don't feel like an adult, and I feel like everything will go away tomorrow. And I don't even think it's anxiety. I just feel like a giant child at times. I'm like, oh yeah, just I do the same shit I did as a kid, but slightly better. And I don't have to do homework anymore. Now the work that I do gives me money. Yeah, and you know the thing is, is that I mean, Ed, I think you and I both have had uh, times early on in our career where we worked for somebody, and now it's like. I work for myself and I work harder for myself than I worked for oh, yeah. my employer. I don't put in, you know, and, and when I had an employer, I would fuck around, you know, I do whatever at work. I might've worked 20 hours a week and now I work, you know, I don't want to quantify it. I might work 60 or 80 hours a week. I might work 40 hours. Some weeks, I might work. I work as much as I have to. I I might work a hundred <laughs> hours some weeks. Exactly. I, I work as much as I have to, and so uh, it it seems like you know with nobody telling you what to do, it's like you're a child again. You're just like fucking oh, yeah. around, right? Nothing is ever enough. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. You don't know if you're doing nothing or everything. If you take any breaks. Like, I, I will turn around and I'll play, like, two matches of Destiny and I'll go back to work. Sometimes I'll have a particularly boring phone call I have to be on for no reason. Then I'll play Destiny during that. And I will feel so guilty. I will. It will absolutely 100% not stop me from doing it in the future. I just want to be 100% clear. But <laughs> And I'm like, oh, I do nothing at work. And it's like, I factually do shit all day long. And I yeah. worry about it all yeah. night long. But in my head, I'm like, well, there's no boss... So, my child, like, it's just, just, am I just playing all day? Well, and you is know, is that all I do? <laughs> like, what is this? How much is too much or not enough? That's what that's what I feel like too. And you know, I do freelance work. Uh, if you're listening to this and you want to hire me, feel free. You know, I know a lot about uh, illustration. I know a lot about copywriting. I know a lot about yeah. social media marketing. Uh, you know, I do a lot of freelance, um, I, I'm, it's going to ratchet up in the next few years because, um, just that's the way the world works. But, uh, you know, I still, at the end of the day, I have to turn my shit off. Cause I'm like, I still feel like I didn't do enough because mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't feel, <laughs> I don't feel like somebody has had me under the under the millstone just fucking grinding on me all fucking day and i don't feel and even like with that. my guys i say the same thing i'm like look if your shit's done your shit's done right if you ever feel right. like i'm working you too hard tell me oh yeah if there is a problem yeah. tell me because yeah i try and be a, i know i'm not fucking perfect i fucking hate like i fucking hate being a boss it's not that i want to be friends with everyone it's just like i just don't like every time I have to do like a boss thing, like I have to tell someone they messed up, I just feel awful. Oh, like the I, times I've had to fire people, it's so fucking. 
It's hard. If you if if you ever meet someone, and I say this from experience, my dad and I were talking about it. And it's like, because the first time I ever fired someone, I'll fucking admit this, I cried my eyes out. And this yeah, was someone yeah. who was really fucking shitting the bed. And they'd worked really hard and some stuff happened. I'm not going to go into detail. I fucking cried my eyes out. I had very good reason. And I paid them for a month for no reason. Yeah. I just yeah, felt bad. For sure. And I cried my eyes out because it's like, I'm firing someone. I'm taking away their job. Taking <laughs> away their job. Yeah. And I felt horrible. And my dad was like, yeah, it never, ever gets easier. You just feel, he's like, you just know what to expect better. Yeah. And that, yeah. I guess, makes it easy. I'm like, do you ever feel like not terrible? He's like, no. And and he said, let me know if you ever don't feel terrible so I can scream at you. I was like, oh, thanks, Dad. <laughs> but no, he, he was saying, it's it, you should, you feeling bad means you know you're making the right decision. Yeah, yeah. Because, but as I was, as I was going to say, if you ever meet someone like this whole fucking Buzzfeed thing, where they're laying oh, off people God. and like not paying out yeah. their PTO and shit, yeah, and sp- and also putting it over like three days, fucking ghouls. If you know anyone who like enjoys firing people or doesn't really have any empathy about it, go like they're fucking. That is some of the worst scum in the world. That's the one thing like. I there are so many times in my life when I'm working where I'm like I really miss when I had a boss. Because at least then someone else would be responsible for this shit. But I do think that that kind of working for yourself thing. But even when I did work for a boss, I I just never like I was doing adult things, but I always felt like I was acting like play acting. I was like yeah. putting on the work yeah. costume. And it's I don't know when that's meant to like I've done I've had sex like once <laughs> like okay that's one adult thing um like yeah i've i listen i've gone to bed late i've eaten whatever i want yeah like yeah. i've done all the shit i've bought a house got a company paid taxes complained about paying taxes like i've done adult stuff now like why don't i feel like an adult yet and i mean the the facetious thing that someone says you had a privileged life which i think is 100 true i think that that definitely aids it but i do feel like this to me may be imposter syndrome but i also see people claim they have imposter syndrome and i'm not sure they actually like have imposter syndrome or whether they just want to tweet that they're good at something i've seen a few things it's like yeah whenever i get people telling me how great my work is and how great i am and how brilliant my work is and how much of a genius is i'm just like i don't know i have imposter syndrome I've seen a few of those recently. I'm like, eh, that just sounds like you wanted a chance to say how good you were. And honestly, if anyone wants to do that, by the way, on my feed, by all means, tell me all the great shit you've done. Be proud of yourself. You should be. Well, like, and, that's cool. Be proud. Like, when you when you have cool shit and show me, I'm excited for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that and, is... And, you know, uh, uh, the thing is, is that, uh, you know, I'm... <laughs> I feel... And a lot of people, and I, I'm sure, Ed, you're the same way. I feel like I, I've been so lucky to have so many yeah. lucky breaks. And that, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's and, all luck. And, yeah, I've worked hard. You know, I've done a lot of work. I haven't rested on my laurels. <laughs> I keep working. I keep doing new shit. I, I yeah. keep cracking open new projects, whatever else. 
But, uh, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine who uh, works at a marketing agency and he kind of like walked backwards into starting the marketing agency. And he said, you know, I, <laughs> and, and he had total imposter syndrome because he's uh, the same thing as us where he's like, you know, I don't know that I know anything about this. Yeah, I don't feel and, particularly good at anything. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, he's really good at what he does. And this is somebody who has worked in the industry a long time, just like us, who yeah. has a, a lot of contacts, just like us, who has done a lot of writing and done yeah. a lot of content creation like us. And he's, he's saying, I, shit. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if what I'm doing is real. And I was like, absolutely. What you're doing is real. Oh yeah. Just like anything I do is real. And, uh, you know, uh, it, it, I was explaining this to my kid the other day. Now my kid is 10 years old. I know I've said this before on the podcast, but my kid is 10 years old. And I was like, look, the way that I feel and the way that I think about things is exactly the th is exactly the same as I did when I was a kid. You yeah. don't like magically cross. You don't cross this line and suddenly you're like, oh shit, I'm an adult. So like I think about things like more professionally, or I'm like smarter, or I'm like whatever. Uh uh, like my brain works the same way. That was the most surprising thing about getting old to me. Oh yeah. Is that everything is basically the same, except you're expected to know what the fuck is going on. And you, and you know more things that can go wrong and yes. you roughly know the yes. consequences. Yes, absolutely. You know, I feel like if most 10 year olds had an idea of how bad things can be, or if they knew like, the buck truly stops with them, if like it did when they were 10, which seems a bit brutal, uh, then they would act accordingly. I mean, shit, have you, I don't know if you've ever met like kids who've had it fucking rough. Like when I was oh, growing yeah. up, there were kids oh, yeah. I knew who were like fucking, they grew up a little too fast. Like they were like paying bills and shit for their deadbeat parents and such. Yes, yes. A fucking grim right. shit. But it seriously, like you, people routinely underestimate children but also they overestimate adults. Like they're like, how do these Silicon Valley guys keep just doing really stupid shit? Because we're not fundamentally like different. Like I, I, I regularly make fun of people and I talk badly about what they do. And I say what they do is stupid and they're dumb and I'm smart and whatever. But realistically, like then I'm no, I'm no stupider or smarter than they are. Like, it's like, we're all like kind of fucking stupid animals. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, and we I... only, and, and if no one has told us something, if no one's like, going back to like Howard Schultz, like no one's, no one in his life in like the last decades, probably after the first billion, I'm guessing, um, has said like, <laughs> Howard, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> Howard, that sounds like a really fucking dumb idea. Why would yeah. you say that? No yeah. one has told him that. Since he he was able to like drop like pay a plane to drop an Aston Martin on another Aston Martin, <laughs> and no one has said that to him, so he probably thinks he's the brain genius. He probably yeah. thinks he's yeah. he's like the, the like the Jesus of brain, and no, so he sure. probably sure. he probably like thinks he's and all these Silicon Valley guys. And honestly, there is the, like 
the I guess it'd be the antithesis of um, imposter syndrome. I think if someone gave me like three million dollars because I had a good PowerPoint deck, I think it might eat at my brain too. I might begin to like go like, "Hey, maybe I'm pretty fucking smart." Just because like that's just such an obscene like the power in that. And the reason that companies like Snapchat do well is because their CEO is like, Evan Spiegel is the son of a very famous lawyer. So he probably didn't get like that. He probably didn't get all starry-eyed and thought he was invincible. He's probably just like, oh, yeah, this is owed to me, which is a different kind of fucked up. But I, I feel like the imposter syndrome thing, and I do see it talked about a lot, isn't, it isn't the, I'm, I, what people say it is, or at least people have trouble. I feel like the condensation of it is that it's not really feeling like you do anything special. Yeah. More yeah. than it is, oh, I don't deserve to be here. Because not deserving to be here, uh, there are countless examples of people. And also, you probably don't deserve to be there. Like, you don't deserve anything. Who deserves anything? Like, realistically. Well- one of the best lessons I learned in life was you don't deserve anything. You can want shit. You can try for shit, but you don't deserve anything. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and the word deserve really implies like entitlement. And, yeah. and the thing is, is that no matter how well you do or, or, or whatever, look, I'm, I'm never going to make a billion dollars because my priorities are like fucking around. Like when it comes down to it, I just want to fuck around, right? I want to fuck around and I want to do funny stuff. And so I, I am like, okay, I'm never going to get a billion dollars. I'm not like that kind of guy. And, uh, your priorities have to be, and, and like, have you ever watched shark tank? Yes. I love the show shark tank. I've done this, uh, you know, uh, uh, with the street fight guys, if you've seen that, if you've listened to that podcast, street fight, I'm familiar. Uh, uh big fan. I, I've done a, a guest episode with them where I, you know, we watched street fight and we talked about it. And, uh, I, I love this show because it's like this whole microcosm where the only thing that matters is money. The only oh, yeah. thing that matters is um, it doesn't matter if you like trick people into buying eighty dollar cupcakes. It doesn't or like matter. no like nasal basically nasal menthol. That was one yeah, I saw. Yeah, nasal. Did you see the thing? There was a thing that, that went was around. Wild. Where, and everyone was uh, like, "It's poppers." No, it isn't. <laughs> it's not poppers. No, that was so, someone else's uh, joke. But it wasn't poppers. That's what pissed me off because I was really excited. I thought like somehow they like snuck. Like yeah. real poppers in? Yeah. Oh God. Uh, that would have been so, so fucking funny. So I've uh, and so I've <laughs> so I've never done poppers. I mean, I've I- never done anything other than weed. I don't know how other drugs work. Just going to be clear. Anyway, so Shark Tank though. Uh, so so <laughs> some other drugs are great, but uh, I'll leave it at that. But uh, so I've never done poppers, but so um, I. So the nasal friend, thing though. Listen, a friend of mine 
accidentally did poppers. This is one of the funniest things that's ever accidentally. happened. And, and, and it's funny because nothing happened to him long term. He's fine. Right. Mm -hmm. But so I'm out at a bar with a buddy of mine and some guy, we're all hanging out, whatever. He's off. He's talking to some other dude. Some guy passes him this little bottle of stuff and he's like sniffing it. And he's like, wow, like this is great. Like, getting <laughs> it smells head, great. I'm getting a head rush. This is like cool and everything else. And I'm talking to him and we're like driving home, whatever. And, and he's cool. And he texts me. He's like, yo. It's like hey. two in the morning and he texts me and he's like, yo, and I'm like, what's up? And he's like, I think I did poppers. And I'm whoops. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And so he texts me like the Wikipedia for poppers. Right. And he's like, I think I'm like pretty sure I did poppers. And I'm like, all right, bro. But, uh, uh, I I love the Shark Tank. The idea that they did poppers because uh, uh, so poppers is like a party drug. It gives you a head rush. It makes you yeah. uh, uh, it 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 just kind of makes you feel like more in the moment. I guess it makes you feel like dancing. It makes you feel like I have more no disco. idea. Like I said, more no disco. drugs. Yeah, but wait. Yeah. So, but Shark Tank is just like this obscene world. Of just like, I don't even know who's on it anymore. Like, I think is is Charles Barkley on it? Yeah, yeah. Charles yeah, Barkley's on, on it. it. They should put Dolly Parton on it. That'd be fucking. Great. Oh God, that would be great. Just like, yeah. just like she, she, she isn't looking well. They should put <laughs> Keanu Reeves on it. Just fucking Keanu Reeves, just like gloomily turning down, like saying, "Hey, I don't want you to lose your fortune." Okay. I think you should go like get a regular job, just trying to desperately trying to reason with them that they have a bad idea and that well, this is literally literally called Shark Tank, and that my, they, there should be an object lesson in the name of the show and trying to philosophize yeah. with them. Yeah, sounds my, great. It, my favorite thing about Shark Tank is that nobody invests unless they're gonna fuck over like the normal people. Oh, absolutely! They take the like twenty percent of the company for eighty dollars. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then they and then right. they have like a board seat that they use to just destroy the founder. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's like just completely clear it out, sell it, license whatever they invented, just license it out, clear it out, destroy it, and just fucking kill the person who did it. For for their little amount of investment. And and here's the thing is that um all the people on the show have like they have between 50 million, like the smaller sharks have like 50 million dollars net worth, which is a huge fucking amount of money to both of us. Like I know yeah. you live in you live in California, you have a house in California. Fifty million dollars is still it's insane. In, it, it's an insane amount of money, right? Yeah, just I couldn't even imagine what I I do with right, it. Right, right. Like, and and here's the thing: is we were talking about this earlier. If you had Ed, if you had fifty million dollars, you would be like, okay, I'll pay off my house. I'll get a new bathroom in my house now. I already I've got did like, like a new bathroom in my house. This thing, I'm like, I just saved up and did that. I was very lucky to do that. I just like. 
I would like probably, truthfully, if somehow I came across $50 million, I don't know, lying on the floor, walked outside, yeah, yeah. ah, it's a $50 million note, I'd probably just give my guys like a million each and they'd just be like, see you fuckos. <laughs> just fucking just gone. <laughs> just like, love you guys, but nope. I'm not, I'm not working anymore. And like, my wife would be like, what are you going to do? I'd be like, I don't know. I'm buying like one of them Jimmy Buffett margarita machines. I'm going to see how much of that I can drink. <laughs> no, it, no, it just I, no, my, I, my first thought is like, I want, so this is perhaps something to do with how I grew up, but if I had an obscene amount of money like that, I just want to buy bricks and more. Like, I just want houses. I just want a house somewhere. Just like, just because I'm like, eh, money comes and goes, but it's got four walls. Right, right. That's how I grew up. Like, that was like, like my parents like had no fucking money when I was growing up. Like, really? Like, yeah, my dad yeah. sold his company, but they had a house because back then you could just get a house. That you right, just buy it. Right. Like, as a regular yeah. fucking person. And that, that was always the thing that they'd say. It's like, well, at least we have a house. So we have a house. Right. It's bricks and mortar. Right. Worst case scenario, we have a house. We can just need to have enough money to like pay the bills. Yeah. Like yeah, that exactly. is, I don't know. And like, that's what, like, I don't know what I do next. I also just, I have to wonder if any of these like rich, like these are uh, fucking like uh, Ty Lopez brain genius guys who sell like $60 eBooks. Will they actually enjoy their real lives? Oh, there's... Because I really there's... enjoy my real life. Like, <laughs> I, like I fucking love it. There's, you ever have, like, there's... that Costco margarita mix? It's great. Just drink some of that, you feel better. I mean... Shit, if you've got $50 million, go to fucking Hawaii and drink margaritas there. Buy a house in Hawaii. Just, why isn't that good? Read, I like, mean, a hundred... My... Like, these motherfuckers work and they claim they read a hundred books. Yeah. Read 200 yeah. books. You don't have to work anymore. You're done. You're <laughs> off. You're off the treadmill. You have 50 I mean, million dollars. If if you had if you had that much, like how would Shit, you if not, I had 1 million dollars? Here's the thing. So you do like whatever you have to do for yourself. You pay off your house. I I mean, I I think I have to pay off $100,000. I don't even want to fucking huge, think about it. It's a huge <laughs> Personally, like a yeah, no, no, it's a huge amount of money. That's a huge amount of money. It's like right. a house worth. <laughs> but right, right. So, so I could pay that off and and whatever else. And then, like at a certain point, and here's the thing: it is I've come to this, and you know, we were talking about Howard Schultz. We we're talking about Jeff Bezos. We we're talking about all these million billionaires, whatever the fuck. Like it will make you so much happier to like do stuff for people to to like help other people because the government isn't gonna fucking help people. You could help people, okay. but also just realistically, if you have that much money, you're a selfish person. Like I get it. Fine, you can be selfish and help other people, and you could like do whatever, whatever you want. So for like uh, CES next year. I emailed the band Cake. Yeah. Uh, to see how much it would cost. It would cost $15,000 to hire yeah. the band Cake. We're not doing it, yeah. obviously. But you could have the band Cake just whenever you wanted. Just pay them double. They'd definitely come. Play, hey. You hear the classic, <laughs> The Distance. Shit, hey. if you got $50 million, you could pay your favorite band to come and play in your house. 
Yeah, you, ab- you could absolutely. shit. You could throw the best party for all your friends. Absolutely, and you just and, do hey, that. Think and and think about this. Nobody listening to this has fifty million or one million or whatever million dollars. But you know, have your favorite band play, and that's then so think cool. About this fucking go and invite all the homeless people. Look, go and invite the least of all of us. Okay, yeah. go and invite homeless people. Go and, and find people who uh, can can barely afford to take care of their children and invite your children. Invite these Shit, if you have $50 million, children. you could probably go to like one of those neighborhoods in Baltimore. Sure, you could go to Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. You go to yeah. these places where people are like barely able to pay the mortgage and you could just be like, hey, who does all the mortgages here? Cool. Right. I will just, I got this one. Yes. And it yes. would be like an entire city block and it would cost maybe $20 million max. Oh, yeah. You just take, yeah. you just, and that would change these people's lives. Like that, like, I, I like the homeless idea. Don't get me wrong. But like, that's another thing that you could do if you just had this obscene wealth. And I don't understand why they don't have the instinct to do that. That seems so much and- fucking fun. I had a friend the other day who like had like an $1,000 debt. I just paid it. I, I had the spare money. We got a new client. And I was yeah. like, yeah. And they was they were literally like crying their eyes. I was like, yeah, I want to fucking help you out. They're like, when can I pay you back? I'm like, it's not. I don't do loans. I don't loan money to friends. I help. Like, I was like, like people have been there for me. I'm gonna pay it forward. And it's like, and I don't have fifty million dollars. You have fifty yeah, million dollars. Yeah. You can just sit there and buy out GoFundMe. Oh, you could yeah, just fucking yeah, just absolutely. go to these communities where people are barely fucking making ends meet and just have like. A free food truck all day. Yeah. Just really nice things. And the truth is, all of these things would cost like a few hundred thousand dollars in many cases. Like these fucking ghouls, they're like, ah, I don't know about a tax rate of this. It's like, shut the fuck up. You could, you could, you could, you could get on a flight, a fucking 747 to I don't know where, and give everyone $50,000 in cash and you would not feel it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Howard Schultz in Seattle talking about, oh, I want to be the president. He isn't. Pumping money in and doing all this, like, little coquettish, like, oh, I don't know. I might be the president. No, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> it, you know, coy you could bastard. Give, you could give 500 grand. You could give a million dollars. And you could set up the homeless people in Seattle, look, you could give them a place to live. You can give them a permanent address, and then they could find something to do so that they can all make money. A, and it is and amazing could, how one... Actually, a nice way to end the episode. It is amazing how one fucking act of kindness can actually genuinely change someone's life. And it doesn't even have to be money. You could reach out to... And this fucking... There's another vacuous thing about, oh, yeah, you should call a friend. Call a friend. No. But by all means, reach out and ask them if they're all right. I did that the other day. You know what I got told? No. Major health scare. Lost job. Genuinely down. They were able to talk to someone. No one had talked to them. They assumed they had this great life. Like, I'm not saying it has to be anything crazy. But, like, if you have $50 million, please just 
I don't know, do something with like I get and I understand hoarding money and all. Like sure, it's scary. But do something. Like do well, in, something somewhere. In in it I I think the the thing that nobody understands is you can convert. <laughs> Here's the thing, there's a conversion factor. You can convert money into happiness. Oh yeah. But it's it's not a matter of oh let me buy more shit for myself. If you can you know you can spend 3 or 5 dollars and you can buy a family some food. And at the at the end of the day, you know there's people who could go out and this is a very simple calculus. You know, I'm not rich, you're you're not rich in the way that, you know, Howard Schultz, Jeff Bezos, yeah. whoever else is rich, you know, uh, uh, throwing a few thousand dollars into a community could really change people's lives. You know, if they're not hungry, they can think about, you know, what they're going to do. Are they going to get training? Are they going to get a job? Are they going to work? Uh, what are they going to do to help people? Whatever else, you know, how are they going to raise their kids? And, uh, you know, people people don't think about this when they think about, you know, when they're on Instagram, like you said, Ty Lopez, thinking about, uh, you know, I'm going to get this Ferrari. <laughs> and I get right? that. You like that. But that's the thing I don't get with guys like that. Like, even the things I like a lot, I don't have to have everyone. Right, right. And he has like an Aston Martin and a Lamborghini and a Ferrari. And deep down inside, I hope Wallen rolls over him when he's under it one day. <laughs> like just because, like, maybe not killing, maybe just like real hurt in his foot. A little bit of real life, because guess what? Death is certain, my friend. I don't mean I'm going to kill you. I've never killed anyone that they found. No, what I mean is we're all, we're all going to die. Actually, death is certain is also a wonderful. We should get into that next episode. Death is certain. Death is certain. Yeah. So okay, yeah, for sure. This is a really nice way to end the episode. But death is certain is this idea that no matter you, me, Howard Schultz, uh, Ty Lopez, famous football player Jay Cutler, the Milkman doesn't really matter. We're all going to die. It's the one thing I can guarantee. No amount of money is going to save you from death. And in some ways, that's kind of it's kind of freeing. It's kind of a nice thing to think about because yeah, we're all equal in some level. Doesn't matter what you do; you might live a little bit longer, but Grim Reaper's coming for you, bitch. <laughs> it's coming for us all. Do what you can, and do. That's... I don't mean for heaven. I mean while you're here, just like try and do a little bit better than just hoarding your five bazillion dollars. That's that's right. And and you know, whether or not you get mad at somebody calling you a bitch, uh look, you need to you need to spend your money and when it comes down to it, you can convert your money into being happy. Look, I felt and I felt so good about myself when I gave when I gave $20 to the guy who's like, "Oh, you know, he gave me this whole spiel about I need to get on the bus. I'm like, whatever. Here's 20 bucks. Fuck it, dude. Go buy heroin. Whatever. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. You know, and, and there's motherfuckers out there who have literally $1 billion, which is nine figures. And uh, on the off chance that you're listening to this, look, 
fix the world, okay? Just, okay, you're gonna fucking die. We're gonna. You're we're definitely all gonna, gonna die, die, man. It's exactly. not a threat. It's a guarantee. Exactly. It's the it's the fuck the future guarantee. Right. We guarantee. Fuck. If you're listening we, to this, if you're not listening to this, everyone's dying, we, man. <laughs> we guarantee that your future is fucked. Hey, listen, thanks so much for listening. Again, episode, what are we, episode 15? That would be thanks the one. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, Ed Zitron, again, at Ed Zitron on Twitter. I'm at Drew Toothpaste on Twitter. Thanks again for listening to us. Thank you. And uh, go out there and do something good and make yourself happy, okay? Hell yeah. Yeah.